Warning, this podcast contains discussions of an adult nature and sometimes a graphic nature. It's not suitable for children, strong language, and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, hello and welcome to The Witch's Grim. Stories and education with a witchy twist. If it's weird, we want to talk about it. So, pull up a broom, holster that wand, and get comfy, because we're about to get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast. We are so excited to be back, and especially during the month of October, because as everybody knows, it's a witch's favorite. I mean, (laughs) at least this one. Yes, it is. (laughs) And today we have a very special guest. We have Stassi on here, Anastasia Moon Girl on TikTok. And uh, we're going to be talking about shadow people. So if this um, triggers you in any way, just let this be your forewarning. (laughs) But how has everybody been? Because um, I've missed you guys. I've missed you, Lola. (laughs) I've missed doing this too. I've missed our listeners. I can't wait for them to hear um, I, I'm excited that we have Stassi on here because those of you guys <laughs> who follow Anastasia Moon Girl, you know that she has quite the following. You know, she's I we she and I have talked offline, and I was like yes. really excited yeah. to have her on here because I'm like, we have a good vibe. Like all of us have a good mm-hmm. vibe, and we talk about cool things that are going on. Yes. And I was like, we got to get you on the podcast and like get people hearing you. Cause I, I feel like when we bring you on the podcast, it's a little bit different experience. People get to know you in a different way than they do when you do like a 60 second, right. three minute video or a photograph and stuff like that. Right. Long form content. Yeah. Um, first off, thanks yeah. for inviting me. I'm super excited. Um, I've been binging your episodes recently. <laughs> binging. <laughs> Yay. So I'm really excited to be here today. A little bit spooked out, but ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get too spooky. Um, So before we get too far into it, uh, let's talk about a little bit about shadow people, because I feel like there is a misconception out there that all shadow people are bad shadow people. Um, So I don't feel like that is um, accurate because I've had shadow people in my life that are just curious and I've had shadow people in my life that are not so great in a little tiny bit of my research. And you guys can tell me what you know about it. um, The little tiny bit of research that I've done on shadow people, if they're wearing a fedora, apparently that's a bad shadow person. And that has been my own personal experience. Um, If they have a certain shape to them. If they look more human, um, Mm. that's supposed to be kind of a negative thing. Um, I do have a shadow person who sits at the end of my bed. I feel like it's a he, it never approaches. It always just stands at one end of the bed. It's kind of blobish shaped and it just, it never goes like, it'll move slightly like left and right and back and forth, but it usually maintains, like I would say like a two to three foot area and it doesn't go past that. And I always know that it's there. I open my eyes. There it is. I close my eyes. I know it's there. I never feel intimidated or scared by it. And I just feel like it's just an observer. It's just kind of like a watcher. Um, it could even be a guardian. It's like watching me while I sleep. Um, and I don't feel any fear with that one. Do you guys have any, like, what have you learned and been told about shadow people, good, bad, how to recognize them? <laughs> um, if, if I may speak first, sorry, that's yeah, so formal. No, um, my, I, I will speak about my Nana and Papa a lot. That's where I learned a lot of my spirituality and stuff from they are Haitian. So (laughs) their stories are scary. But I always heard if it was a hat in general, they're kind of a little bit sketchier, skinister. Um, So that's interesting about the fedora. I would look out for that. Um, My papa always told me that it's just off of energy and the way they look. Because when I was a kid and would see them, it seemed like, have you ever seen Slenderman? Or like the the game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that guy, he's like, his proportions are off, super, super long legs a long arms, fingers that looks like, not like snake-like, but short neck, really, really long head, just like proportions that are not normal to a human, but kind of human-like kind of vibe. Yep. Um, so those were the ones that they always kind of told me about, but 
it when I saw them as a kid I was never really terrified until I started having bad experiences and I definitely think they can be guardian angels. Um, this is really weird, but before the podcast, I wanted to pull, see if I could get any insight. Um, and I got the guardian angel card three times. So I'm like, I think for sure, especially in your experience, if you see them every night, he's just hanging out next to your bed. Nothing scary happens. You don't feel any pressure. Why not be a guardian angel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that they can be both. It just depends. I think that they can, um, every single one of them can be, they can be happy and they can be sad and they can be angry. It just depends on, I think that they are an individual entity, just like you and I, and I think that they have their own feelings because we have had some in here that can be freaking shitheads and the, you know, one day and the next day they're perfectly sweet. that makes any sense. Savvy has one that just like Lola just chills at the end of her bed and he's very, um, creepy, but not, but he doesn't do anything. He'll just literally sit there and just like watch her. And he's, she's just like, what what are you doing? You know, like if if you're trying to like, like be here for me, like this isn't the way to go about it, you know? (laughs) But yeah, I do. I do think that they can be good and bad. So just depending on the day that they're um can we really quickly I have to ask you guys do we think it's just a spiritual thing because there's um a community on reddit that people think they believe they're from another realm they know that obviously sometimes we can see them if we're a little bit more impaired or if we're really spiritually inclined and in tuned but some people think maybe (laughs) this is a conspiracy idea that they could be like oh maybe it's in an alien realm or it's just a realm that we're not tuning into entirely so do you guys think it's all spirit like it's a spirit or maybe it could be something weird I think it's a I think it's a whole lot of a lot of different things okay that's even scarier though I feel like what do you think maybe that's why they look different so from my perspective, I could see where they're coming from, because if you're really thinking about it, um, if you even want to think about it from a veil perspective, if you're looking at something, let's say you're looking at something through water, uh, which would be a type of a veil, like a, a, a difference between two sides of something. So if you're looking, you're down in water and you're looking up at somebody who's standing maybe on a dock or on a coast or something like that, they will have a weird form that moves. You know what I mean? So I could see where it could be somebody from another realm or somebody who's on a different energetic plane. And because it's a veil, because it's, there's another, there's a scientific term that I can't think of right now, but uh, that basically there's like a film that separates the two. I could see where people could be like, yeah, it's, it's somebody from another realm. I think part of where people are getting that is you've, you guys have probably heard about the watchers. Yes. Um, and there's so that, which I think also comes from a biblical sense, because if you guys look at the, the book of Enoch, which is a book that supposedly was part of the Bible, kind of like one of the Gnostic texts, but never actually made it into the Bible. In the book of Enoch, they talk about giants and the giants were, I think, Nephilim, which were half human, half angel, because these watcher angels came down and they were just supposed to watch humans and they weren't supposed to interact. And they started having relations with females, human females, and they started giving birth to babies. And then these birth, these babies became these big crazy things. And I believe it's in the Jewish Bible. They talk about the, there was a big flood because God was like, I got to get rid of these like abominations. And so I feel like there's like a sense of that behind it. I feel like people don't realize how much religion has influenced our conspiracy theories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you've got these watchers who are constantly watching. And if you watched any of like fringe, there's a show fringe and there's also X files and stuff like that. You see these people in suits who are just their watchers. They all have bald, bald heads. They right. all look exactly alike, but supposedly these watchers have been at all major events. So I've seen people talk about watchers being, uh, at JFK. Um, yes. I've, I've seen people talk about watchers at other major events that have happened. I want to even mm-hmm. say that, um, people have talked about a watcher being at like, I mean, obviously we don't have a, I don't believe we have a picture of when Lincoln was shot, but people are saying 
that there's evidence that there was a watcher there as well. So like major human events, mm. there's supposed to be these watchers. So I could see how like shadow people who are these things that are just like always watching, you know what I mean? Um, can kind of meld into over time. Also this religious sense of like angels watching, like reporting back to God um, and kind of how it could be twisted for the multiverse type of thing. And, and, and it become this like solid conspiracy theory where people are just like, there's people from, uh, you know, outer space or there's aliens that are just, just watching us through a veil. Mm -hmm. I like that so much. That's such an interesting standpoint. Cause I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> I was always like, okay, maybe it's spirit. Okay. Maybe it's malevolent, like nasty things coming up that I invited. Maybe it's an alien, but that's interesting. Love that. Okay. So I, I would say that my personal experience, a lot of them that I'm dealing with are spiritual. They mm -hmm. either entities or they're guardians of some type. Um, I have been in a situation where there was a watcher, but I think it was scouting because I feel like the story that I have, I feel like he followed me to my next house and that's when he really started to amp up the interactions. So. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So he was interacting with you. Oh yeah. Okay. Cause I mm -hmm. feel like most of the stories that I've heard or I've even experienced, it's like very background, not interacting. <laughs> I think it, I, I want to hear some of these. Oh, or the audio. Here we go. I think it just depends on the person, um, how in tune they are with, with things, if they choose to accept that they're seeing it or not. Um, I mean, there's like, I'll use my dad for an example. He drives me nuts because we'll talk about stuff all the time with my mom and stuff. I grew up seeing all these things. My mom did savvy did, and he just doesn't want to hear it. And one day I was just like, you cannot tell me that you have never seen anything ever in your entire life. You cannot tell me you're, you're, you're LDS. You believe in angels and you believe in demons and you believe in this and that, but, and you're going to tell me that in your entire 62 years, you have never seen anything. And he's like, well, I, I'm not I'm not saying that. I, I, I think that there, I'm not going to say that I haven't seen anything, but I just don't believe in it. And I was like, how can you not believe in it if you have seen it? So I think it just depends on the person. <laughs> Cause if you are you know, trying to push them out, you know, <laughs> uh, you, you know what you just, when you said, you're going to tell me, I got that meme, bro, you're going to tell me that the wicked witch, and Dorothy, like, that's what I got in my head. You're going to tell me you don't believe in shadow people when you believe in angels and demons, bro. Like, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. But yeah, so yeah, so I, I do. I feel like say that they don't see anything. It's always the naysayers that will then have the craziest experience in my in my experience. I'm like, oh, never. I'll, I don't believe in ghosts. This, that, and the third. That happened with my dad. He's an atheist. I mean, I was an atheist with which until like, hello, Lady Morgan. Um, mm -hmm. but I mean, he was very much an atheist. So he moved into this very old home. And like very old historical, well, actually he just moved out of it. So I can talk about it a little bit more. It was in DC, you know, those homes that they get like plaques on their historical landmarks. He moved yeah. into one of those homes, like can't change any of the, well, I guess like he updated Exterior. the AC and the heart. Yeah. Um, you can't convert anything. So it is, it's interesting in that home. The energy is very interesting. He starts taking pictures outside of, you know, his grass and his flowers. He's super excited until he starts getting pictures in the window of women standing there mm. in like full attire that's old i can try to see if i can get a photo from him since he has moved and i don't think he would really care um if so i'll send it to you guys because it's it's okay. clear as day that there is a woman standing in this photo it's crazy and so since then he's like oh you know i think there's just a friendly ghost that lives here i'm like so now all of a sudden there's a ghost interesting okay <laughs> we call uh, we call our uh, friendly ghosts friendlies we don't even call them ghosts. We'll just say, oh, there's a friendlies. Friend. Yeah. So it's so cute. <laughs> so it's weird because that you guys say that because um, I actually 
I am a medium. I'm not very good at it. I don't do a lot of practice with it. One of the first experiences that Lacey and I have together, like in our friendship before we like became best friends was she did a live and she was using a spirit box. And I was saying, I'm getting blah, blah, blah. And she would ask the question and there would get confirmation. So I have, I have mediumship and I've had other people tell me I have mediumship experience, but I actually don't have a lot of ghost stories. I have a lot of shadow people stories, but I don't have a lot of ghost stories. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I just feel like that's weird. And I feel like maybe it's because, um, I'm not intimidated by them. Cause I feel like people always have like those really crazy ghost stories. If I saw a person in a window, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think anything of it. You know what I mean? Like it probably wouldn't register for me. I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's our, that's our friendly, that's our house ghost. Hey, you know, just like waving at them. Um, so I feel like, um, that's part of the reason like skeptics, because they're not expecting it. Like I'm always expecting it. Mm -hmm. I'm always waiting for it. I'm I've, I've seen people here and I'm not even, I'm like, I'm not even worried about it. Um, but because I I'm expecting it, like I don't have sensationalized stories where I'm just like, and then they were knocking shit all over the place. And I'm like, yeah, mine's boring. I don't really have anything. I mean, I, I have the shadow people stories. I don't have any, any ghost stories, I guess. I have plenty, I have plenty of ghost stories, (laughs) but I, Lacey has some of the craziest dang stories. I, I look for it and I do investigations and stuff like that. So I'm, I open myself up to it, you know, but I love it. So yeah, but, and you know, and people say that if you acknowledge them, then they will be a lot more active and stuff. Um, if you don't acknowledge mm-hmm. them or you just kind of glance at them and look, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and I think there is some truth to that. Uh, but you know, at the same time, I think they're going to show your, themselves to you if they want to, regardless of what you're right. doing. <laughs> so, yeah. right. You know what I love about your story, Stasi, is the fact that you're like, I love that you talk and I've always done this. I just don't, I just don't think to talk about it. Um, but I love how you were like, I went to the hotel in the Caribbean and I was like, Hey, I'm here. What's up? Just want to say hi. Like I'm not here to do anything bad. Like I'm just going to be staying here a few days. Like we're Mm -hmm. real cool. Like I brought some stuff. Like if you're interested, take a look, um, and and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I feel like, um, that's another thing that I feel like we've gotten away from as a society because yeah. a lot of the, the ancient spirits, yeah, a lot of the ancient spirits and stuff have been demonized. So we don't really mm-hmm. think about interacting with the energy that already existed in our home and on our land be- long before we moved right. there. And and introducing yourself can do a lot for- Honestly, it'll your- change the whole energy of a space Yep, just by yeah. saying hello. So many times- well, I mean, I don't, I don't think maybe five or six times I've been in a new home with friends or an apartment or whatever, moving in. And they're just like, the energy here is disgusting. It's nasty. I need you to come cleanse it, banish this energy. I'm like, okay, you just moved in. It's a lot of chaos and energy from yourself. Your friends are moving in. There's dirt literally all over the place. It's dirty. Okay. Let's go in. Once your moving boxes are in, let's say, hello, introduce yourself, literally tell your knock on the walls and say, hi, then go ahead and cleanse your space if you'd like to. But it is kind of disrespectful to just go into a space and be like, this is mine now. (laughs) I'm going to live here and you, you need to leave even before, like, they might not have any ill intentions. They're just annoyed. So, and also there's a lot of upheaval with them as well. Yep. Right. And I feel like, it's just a lot, but going out of the country for me was a little bit nervous because with those spirits being so close to home for me, I just really, really wanted to make sure that one, they understood like what, cause I had some spiritual milestones that I wanted to hit too while I was there. And it was important to introduce myself to the water spirits did that. And very much so with the hotel, because it's been there, that land is there. And obviously like I'm a tourist going to another country. So I think it made my stay really great. Some other people said that they didn't sleep very well in the hotel. I slept like a baby. It was fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Proof's in the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just say hello. Everything's fine. So I, I want to say for our listeners that, that now we're going to start talking about some of our spooky stories. And I would love for you guys to share your stories with us when we actually post this. And we're obviously going to put something out on Instagram for you guys to comment underneath and, and kind of interact with us. You're free. You feel free to message us and share your stories. If you don't feel like sharing them publicly and you don't want, you know, somebody to see that it's you. 
Um, but I also want to just put the disclaimer out there that just like we just talked about, not all of them are bad. Not all of them are going to, you're not always going to have negative interaction. And this is not meant for you guys to feel like every time the energy is different or something is in your home or your space, that it's right. going to be something that has ill will. And even the, even the situations that the two situations that I have, um, that I can actually, you know, speak to, um, those, those are out of all of the experiences. Those are just the ones that stuck out. These are not, these are not the norm for me. It's not the norm for me to have these crazy, you know, intense experiences. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. Um, does anybody want to share their, their story with a shadow person? Mm, I, yes, I want to. Okay, go. (laughs) Uh, This is almost like a memory when I was thinking about this last night that I unlocked because I just didn't want to remember it, (laughs) which sounds dramatic, but um, I think I was in sixth or seventh grade middle school and I had a group of girlfriends, you know, they kind of knew that I was into the occult stuff is what they called it, but we were working on this Ouija board, (laughs) like handmade, we kept drawing to make after a weekend of you know hanging out putting it together we decided to go to my other friend's house because my mom literally if she found out that I was messing with not only making a Ouija board in the house there's no way that I would be on this podcast today there's just not so I was like we could do this here um (laughs) no so we went to my friend's house but she happened to be a Jehovah's Witness and I think this was the biggest mistake of the story going to her house as my cat cries um so we go to her house, take the Ouija board. I don't, I don't even remember what we had as Blanchette. Um, and it was four of us. <laughs> of course, my, one of my friends, the one that was a Jehovah's Witness, didn't think anything was going to happen. She thought that it was like, you know, fake. We all put our two of our fingers on. Um, I didn't even know how to like properly use the board at all. None of the rules and regulations. I was just like, let's go. I did have a little bit of a connection with one of my ancestors. And I think this is what saved me. But I, the only thing I was like, hey, Nana, can you watch over us? That's it. Like, that's all I said. No candles, no crystals, not even like nothing. So stupid. Um, we start playing. And one of my friends is just like, she started getting sweaty, like sweaty fingers. And we thought it was just because she was nervous. And I still think today it's because she was nervous. Um, I'm like shaking a little bit. <laughs> God, I'm being so dramatic. So we ask it questions. Is there a spirit here, you know, around the board? Is there a spirit here? Nothing really goes on for 10 or 15 minutes. We think that this is just, okay, nothing's going to happen. My, I, maybe let's name her A. A is just like, um, spirit of, I'm not even going to say, uh, cause I don't want to make fun of Jehovah witnesses or their religion or anything, but she called that spirit. Like if you're real <laughs> come through basically. And we start doing it again. And my one friend's like, I'm not doing this. She takes her fingers off. So there's three of us playing, um, myself, A, and then the Jehovah was Jehovah's witness friend. It starts moving to, okay, yes, spirit's here. It starts spelling out a word, but it's not like an actual, at least it's not English, right? Um, we start asking it questions and, it's, and it said my name. And I was like, okay, but it said like the name that my parents had given me. So that's not, not new because some people knew it. The two people that were there knew my name. I was like, oh, that's funny, but like weird. Then it spelled out adopted. And I was like, they, none of the people in the room knew that I was adopted. So I was like, oh, (laughs) this is interesting. And I start like freaking out because my friends, obviously they're like, what's wrong? Like it just said your name and adopted. And they're like, haha, are you done? I'm like, no, I am. And they're like, okay, how would this know that? And I'm like, okay, well, if it's you, Nana, like don't play with me right now. (laughs) This isn't funny, I'm scared. Like, why is it attacking me? Like, why are we talking about me? Um, (sighs) So I ask her, I'm like, Nana, what's going on? nothing happened. I, at that point, I think we were a little bit too far into playing. Um, my friend who had taken her fingers off like early before we started getting the, the sketchy stuff was like, guys, there's weird feeling in the room. I haven't talked to this girl in years, but she's the one I think that first saw the shadow that started appearing Ooh. after it said like adopted, it said something else about me. And I was just like, we're done. I did say goodbye, but we didn't properly do it. We still were just like, we're done. Goodbye. And we just took our fingers off. Um, being kids, we just folded it up and literally put it on the girl's bed and like started joking about it. Mm -hmm. Just literally joking. 
go to bed because we were sleeping over at her house as little girls do but the whole night and it's literally it's like I, I don't know if it's when you know your little kid and little girls get together and you all start being scared and you start seeing things and hearing things but I, I mean knowing myself spiritually now I know what we saw and it still doesn't make sense to me so we wake up it I don't think it made a noise, but we woke up to a scary noise. I have no idea. I couldn't explain it to you. It was just like a, like a lower kind of, not like a guttural like growl, no. It was just like a weird noise that woke us all up like simultaneously. It could have made a noise. And then in the corner of, I'm sorry, what? I said it could have made a noise. I See, I just feel like a crazy person saying that, but it felt <laughs> like it because we all like sprung up you know, out of our, well, not out of our beds, but like into sitting position. So we're looking up, the room's not that big because it's a little girl's room, but in the corner of the room, like I said earlier, it was like maybe seven and a half feet tall, but we're the weirdest proportions, like long head, long chin, super short neck, arms that were kind of like crooked, but like really long. And then legs that were almost bent backwards and super long. It just really, really scary. And I was like, oh, oh, absolutely not. Get me out of here. Mom, come pick me up. We got a nice cleansing when I came home and I never had to deal with it again. I have chills. <laughs> it was, and my friend saw it and has still seen it since the last time I talked to her for years. I mean, well, I talked to her years ago, but so that was in seventh grade. It would have been, I'm 26. So, I mean, at least for 10 years, she's been seeing this thing. And I think it's because we were joking around with the whole Jehovah and like, ah, ha, ha, with the, yeah, it was, it was a stupid experience. I'm glad that my mom came through with the cleanse, but um, I feel bad for my friends. <laughs> shouldn't have done that but that was the biggest one that I can remember I had moments of seeing like the scariest one um it never really messed with me but that was one of our biggest moments so that it kind of sounds like the ones that we see but ours are white oh wow like what does yours look like Lola does it have the backwards legs knees my which one the one that i'm going to talk about or the one that sits at the end of my bed the one you're going to talk about <clears throat> the one that i'm going to talk about looks like a regular person it does look like a tall thinner person but it looks like a regular person it's not it's there's no the proportions aren't as exaggerated as what you guys are talking about but you have you got you guys have talked about like lacy has like they're almost like light people i the way that i kind of picture when she describes them are um if, if you've ever seen the original, um, what is it called? Dark Crystal. And they have the, the, the light people that show up at the end that were like the original, like energy. Oh, yeah. They, okay. That's what it kind of reminds me of. They're, they're like super skinny and super like long limbs. And they're like super tall with like super tall, like heads or something on their head and stuff like that. Mm. That's the, what I picture when Lacey talks about hers. Um, but she also has shadow people. So yeah. she's, she's, she's got a whole, a whole zoo over there. <laughs> a zoo of spirits. <laughs> we talk about Greg all the time and he likes to throw stuff. So, <laughs> but Bro, he likes to visit other people. Yeah, he does. Oh. Uh, so don't be surprised if he shows up Stassi because, uh, okay. He likes <laughs> to visit people. <laughs> He's not Greg. Greg is Okay. Greg is the literal familiar, like the traditional familiar. <laughs> That's Greg is, is her familiar and Greg will check in on friends. Yeah. So he, he occasionally yeah. comes and very, visits very me. Very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, it, he, he stopped <laughs> showing up when my husband called him a creeper. Um, I haven't He's seen like, him oh, since. <laughs> he said, um, my feelings are hurt. Um, yeah. I was just checking in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and if, if he, he does come some coffee, there you go. Yeah, I always just send him back home because sometimes Lacey hasn't seen him in a while and I'm like, she's been looking for you and he'll <laughs> head back. So it's funny. Okay. I'll tell him hi, let him go. Yeah. He likes to push things off of, you know, whatever. So if something just randomly falls that normally doesn't, it's probably him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> but yeah, um, we do. We have a lot of those Um we actually have one that's outside and it likes to go. And sometimes it's like, we see it so often that it's almost like we'll look at each other and then it was like, you know, but it, sometimes they like to wow. on all fours, um, but their legs are backwards. Yeah. Their knees bend backwards. So it's, it's wild, but crawling. 
Yeah. See, I'm yeah. so blessed that I don't see that because <laughs> no, just no. You're very much desensitized to a lot of things. So, <laughs> okay. But. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. When we first moved in here, we had a shadow figure that would stand in front of the fucking doors. Um, and he was not nice. I, I don't know. Um, he wasn't nice. He wasn't nice ever at all. Um, and we kind of got to the point where we kind of just pushed him into the basement <laughs> and mm-hmm. he didn't like that very much, but we were just like, look, you know, I, I get that we're in your space and everything. Um, but you know, you're kind of giving us creep vibes. And if you want to stay, that's cool. But we just need you to like, not be standing in front of every single doorway, because it was almost like (laughs) you would, you would would go to walk into like the kitchen. And it was like a, like a shit, like a wall, like you're hitting a wall of energy and you're just like, dude, you know, like (laughs) we're, we're just trying to go to the next room, but, um, he never did anything. He just stood in doorways and watched you but not in a nice Lurker. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. You still see him or you said he, not too no. much anymore? No. Um, actually he's one of the people that when I did my first live and Lola came on, we got rid of him. He's gone. We have another one. We have one in our basement. We've, I think I've told Lola about him. He, um, a lot of, a lot of shadow figures don't really do much. They just kind of stand around and watch and stuff. But some of them, you know, I don't know. We have one downstairs and Savannah, I don't know why she calls him lap dance. So like every, so every single time we'll like leave the house or we come home, we'll, we'll come in and she'll always say hi, lap dance bye lap dance. Like she always tells him hello and goodbye <laughs> and stuff like that. If he doesn't like you, um, he will slam the door on you. My dad was here the other day and, um, trying to like do something at the back door and Savannah was standing, standing at the top of the stairs and they were just talking and stuff. And, uh, my, my dad has an issue with, uh, pushing religious beliefs and stuff like that on us. And so he got into one of these rants about why she should be going to church with him and, um, all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden the door slams in his face and she, <laughs> And so, and so, you know, and this is my dad that says he doesn't believe in any of this kind of stuff. And, uh, he opens the door, like, like kind of looks in and she's just standing at the top of the stairs, like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, lap dance doesn't like that. So you need to stop talking about it. Savannah, yeah. why do you call him that? Lap dance? Yeah. Because he crawls on the floor. Oh, he crawls on the floor. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, because his okay, that's fucking like, creepy. His yeah, he's really, on the floor. They, his, they he's one with he the has, limbs. He has a really normal, like forearm, but <laughs> he has he has a really normal forearm, but like this part of his arm is really long, so he like crawls like this. Oh no! See, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, I've never seen the back half of him. Yeah, but mm. yeah, I saw him going around the fridge the other day, but. Yeah, he just kind of crawls around. Oh, yeah. yeah. He just kind of rides. <laughs> sounds fun, though. <laughs> yeah. I still don't understand where lap dance comes from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my naming process. Yeah, she just has she okay. names and weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he probably loves the name. Oh, yeah. Probably. He hasn't, so he hasn't shown any objections, but what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, he said, I've heard enough of this. I'm closing the door. You must leave. Yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I'll do what I know Savannah's thinking. <laughs> right. Like, you guys can't do it. Slamming the door in Grandpa's face. You want to keep listening to this shit? I don't want to keep listening to this shit. Here we go. <laughs> Clap. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. It's a fuck boy. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Spirit or human, run. Yes. Fuck boy, yeah. <laughs> fuck boy, run. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag, run. I've been married twice. My first husband was a not great relationship. Um, there was some abuse, probably on both sides. Me provoking him, actually abusing. Um, pretty much every door in our house had a hole in it by the time we left. Um 
So we purchased a house in Gulf Breeze, Florida. So for those of you guys who don't know, you can actually look up information on Gulf Breeze, Florida. Gulf Breeze is an, a location that's known for its extraterrestrial activity. So a lot of people who are looking for aliens will come visit Gulf Breeze, Florida, because they claim that they see lots of UFOs there. Now, when I was there, I actually... I think maybe I saw one thing that I was like, maybe could be a UFO, but I never really got the whole, the UFO thing. So, uh, it's, it's, it's actually a location too, where I guess, uh, ships would stop and they would quarantine people like long voyages and stuff. People would stop around that area to quarantine for like yellow fever and stuff like that. So the likelihood is that there's probably some pretty significant activity around the people who used to come over on boats and things like that. So that's just to give you a little bit of background information. So we had actually purchased a house in a brand new neighborhood. So we came in, there was a model home. We chose what we wanted our house to look like. We chose the, the fix-ins. Um, and then we were ready to move in. So we were um, getting married at the time. Uh, we, we got married shortly before we moved into our house together. And when we were living in our old house, my ex-husband was, he was um, military. I was in the military as well. And he was deploying a lot. So he would, he would be going TDY and he would deploy. So he, there would be long periods of time, weeks on end, where he wouldn't be in the house. So um, we would experience like small things here and there. We had two dogs and the dogs would suddenly follow things across the room and everybody, obviously it's creepy. So everybody in the room would like stop and they'd be like, what the hell is wrong with your dogs? Um, So there just felt like there was a lot of energy that was moving. And this was when I was, I, I hadn't been practicing, but maybe a few years at this point, five years at most, um, so I didn't really understand the whole introduce yourself to the spirits in the home and, you know, put up protections and stuff like that. So I, uh, I lived in this place and anything and everything could come in and out. And so I had, um, my two dogs and then my ex-husband who lived with me and we would get, I would get pretty significant sensations in this house. I would get pictures of people like families standing in Victorian garb in our bedrooms wow. There was even times where I got a sensation of a small dog in our house, like a small dog spirit that was, mm-hmm. um, it was always a lot in our bedroom. And so my ex-husband had deployed and I was hanging out with some friends and some friends came over and they, they were kind of into the occult. So I started to make friends outside of the military and some of these people were into the occult. So they came over and we were hanging out and they were starting to get sensations as well. And before we even came back to that, we came to my apartment I was explaining some of the weird things that would happen. And then I was talking about what I called the watcher, this guy who was a shadow figure looked pretty normal, except he wore a fedora. And at first there wasn't really, I didn't really feel anything necessarily negative from him. Um, it was just, I could sense him at, there was a, a, a bedroom at, it was a townhouse that we lived in the first first place that he showed up was a townhouse, a two-story townhouse. And so the, the, one of the bedrooms upstairs had a window that was above our front door. So every time we would pull up, I would describe to my husband or I'd describe to friends how I can see the watcher in the window waiting for me to come home. And so, like I said, at first it was just like the, the activity seemed like it was a lot of like like spirit activity. There wasn't a lot of shadow people, but I would get this sensation that somebody was watching. And then I started to get the sensation that somebody was standing at the top of the stairs watching. And then when my, my ex-husband deployed one night, I was laying in bed and I heard this loud noise and I came down and we had, uh, Uh, a light, a fluorescent light in our kitchen, one of those long ones. And the plastic piece clipped around one side, uh, kind of came across and then had a, like a, the, the plastic clipped around the other side. So it's like, you got two kind of like indentations that allow it to clip around the long piece that the fluorescent lights attached to. And when I came downstairs, that had unclipped and was from one side and was swinging back and forth. So I tell my ex-husband about this. I was like, this is really, really weird. Like there's some weird activity that's happening in the house. And, and at this time I'm like, if you're here, like you're creeping me out, it's not okay. And so the activity kind of died down after that. 
Well, then we moved into our house and we had a bedroom and our bedroom had double doors that came from the living room. It had one door that went to our ensuite bathroom and another door um, at the other end of the bedroom that went into a Florida room. So if you guys aren't familiar with a Florida room, it's, it's a place where you have lots and lots of windows and you can put plants and stuff. It's like an indoor outdoor type of space, even though it's indoors. And so one day, um, my, my husband, my ex-husband and I were, were separated and we were getting a divorce and he was deployed at this time. And so I actually ended up being introduced to my current husband during that time frame. And I'm living in this house and my current husband and I are, are, you know, talking back and forth and, and this fedora person shows up again. And I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure why he did. Um, there was some activity that my ex-husband would talk about. Like he would hear a woman's voice whispering in, cause we would keep the dogs in the front office in a kennel when we weren't home. And so sometimes, you know, at night we would put them in there if they were being too loud or too obnoxious and we needed to sleep. So one night my ex-husband said he got up and he felt like there was something watching him as he's walking through the house. And he kept hearing a woman whispering to the dogs in the the office. And so he went into the office and there was nothing there. And he kept having this sensation that somebody was whispering to the dogs. And so, and then at another time, he said he saw somebody standing in the double doors, like they were like the double doors were white. So he could see a shadow figure and I'm getting chills as I'm talking about it like standing up against the double doors. So then he deploys, I'm, I'm kind of, I I didn't really experience a a whole bunch while he was deployed. But as soon as I met my current husband, all of a sudden the activity ramped up. So one day I'm sleeping in bed. It's morning. It's probably, I am laying on my stomach. It's a queen size bed. Um, and I'm, my, my face is facing the the door that goes to the Florida room because it has windows in it. So I can see into the Florida room and I suddenly can't move. Oh no. And, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I feel like I can't necessarily, I like, I can open my eyes and I'm conscious, but I can't, it was that paralysis, that sleep paralysis that people are talking about. And all of a sudden I hear the double doors open <gasps> and the sensation that 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 shadow person came inside. I could hear somebody walking on the carpet and then I hear the, the, the bathroom door close. Mm-mm. And while this is happening, I am having sleep paralysis and I suddenly get the sensation. My, my spirit is leaving my body. I am actually, I can see the ceiling fan going. And although I'm laying on my stomach, uh, my spirit is now facing up towards the fan and I am rising up towards the fan. And, Mm. and from an emotional perspective, I'm freaking out, but my body is still, it's heavy. I can't move it. But I feel like, like, I guess this would be an astral projection. Like I am astrally projecting out of my body and I, I don't know how this is happening. I haven't given permission for this to mm-hmm. happen. I didn't say anything beforehand to make this happen. And it happens simultaneously while I hear this thing walk into my bedroom and then walk into the, uh, the bathroom. And then I hear the bathroom door open again. I hear footsteps across the carpet and mm-hmm. I hear my precious, like, like what a, like what a, like what a grandparent would say, like my baby, my girl, my precious. And I, I, I hear my precious, the, the double doors close again. I slap down into my body and I am able to now move. Now, obviously I'm very groggy. I can't, I'm like, like, it's like, it's like when your foot's asleep and you're trying to get like the movement mm-hmm. back to it and it's not moving quite right. So nothing's moving quite right. And what I got the sensation of was that this shadow figure was trying to take me in some yeah. way. And mm-hmm. my grandmother intervened. I got the strong no. sen- Yep. I got the strong sensation that my grandmother said, Oh, hell no motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're not taking my grandbaby. She's my precious. Mm-hmm. And I slapped down back into my body and I never had a, a bad interaction with him since. Yeah, no ancestors. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she slapped the shit out. I'm of just it. taking like a moment. 
<laughs> to like breathe all of that in. And when was the, how many years ago was that? Uh, I met my husband in 2006, 2000, end of 2005, beginning of 2006 was so when my husband years. and I met. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, and that's, I wonder, they were just passing through trying to see if what they could pull off. Well, like I said, I had been having, so I, I kind of left a little bit out. I, I was having experiences with him. I was seeing him around oh, the house. Okay. Okay. I would see him, I would see him leaning up against the wall like this. <gasps> oh, I no. would, I would see him You're adjusting puppy. his hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would see him just doing certain things. It felt like a narcissistic relationship yeah. where I'm, I'm letting you know, I'm watching you. I'm letting you know, I'm here. Like you, like you're powerless in this. Like I, I am comfortable. It. I can do whatever I want and you can't do anything about it is the way I was feeling about it. Ugh. But because it wasn't necessarily like, like, I mean, adjusting your hat and leaning up against right. the wall, that's not intimidating, but it it's was enough weird. to be but like, yeah, it was enough. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. He is being weird about it. Like that is a very, especially think of a like a male genuine human acting that way. You'd be like, don't, don't even, yeah, put your energy towards me like that. You're trying to intimidate me right now for what? I hate that energy, especially yeah. in your house. You're not paying the rent. You literally have to go. <laughs> yes. Because now with this attitude, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is why we venerate our ancestors. Hello. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and what's interesting is I've always felt a very strong connection. My grandmother, the person that I think said my precious, um, was actually, I was her first grandchild and she had breast cancer when I was born and she died shortly after. And I have had a super close connection. I felt spiritually to her ever since I was little, like I have always felt very connected to my mom's mom. And so when I, when I experienced that, that voice that said my precious and I slapped down to my body, there was no doubt who had come to my aid. That's so sweet. I love a happy ending like that though. That's so sweet. (laughs) But I felt like that meant something with like the reason I mentioned my husband being part of that was because that was what made me say, um, with the spiritual activity bumping up the way it was and with the interaction with being protected the way I was and my, my grandmother showing up, I also at the same time, and and maybe this was me trying to justify that I was still going through a divorce and then starting a new relationship, which I've now been with my husband for 15, 16 years, um, is that I was like, this says that this relationship is different. This is, this Mm -hmm. is an important relationship to me that this, that this thing was trying to intimidate me and then decided to act once I was in this strong relationship. Um, that it, that it wasn't intimidated by my ex-husband that some, some, for some reason it was, it was ramping up with my current husband. And Mm so, which could be part of the reason that I haven't experienced a lot since being my current husband is because he's got a, you know, a good, strong energy. So. Right. Well, also I feel like my Nana used to tell me that shadow people and just nasty energies when you have, maybe if you're super sick or you're a bad, genuinely to your soul, a bad person, um, or let's say you just went on a weekend binger, but your weekend binger is actually three months long. Um, those people can find themselves with attachments easier because your vibrations are genuinely lower. So I wonder if he was just like, his soul was a little nest, <laughs> but maybe um, I'm saying, yeah, maybe he felt the difference in energy and was like, I don't like this man because I can't siphon off of him. Like mm-hmm. I was the other one. So he needs mm-hmm. to leave. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Tried to, yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have another story I do okay let's hear them I'm here for it um so this is one of my favorite stories to tell so uh when I was and this is kind of the whole skeptic thing um so we had a house uh that we lived in on and off uh when I was younger so I have a unique military child story in that uh, I actually got to go to the same elementary middle school and high school with the same friends even though we moved around. So we would, we would be in Virginia, in Virginia beach, and I would go to elementary school. I'd make friends. Wait, no way. I'm from Yeah, I told you that. Oh, but wait, I didn't know you like live, lived. I love that. Okay. Yeah, I lived, lived. And then we would move away. And then I came back during middle school, but all the same friends were there. So I easily just stepped back into my friend group and then we would move away. And then the same thing happened in high school. 
And so I went to Kempsville High School and like had all of my friends there. And then I moved away. And my parents still live in Virginia. So during this time, we had a house that was um, in Virginia Beach and it was this like ranch style house. And it was an older, well-established neighborhood. But uh, from what I could tell, like energetically, this was, there was something attached to the land. It was either- Virginia Beach is not, it's a weird place to be in general. Yeah. The energy there is just not good. I got a feeling that this used to be plantation land and that there was either some- people that were hung like for Mm -hmm. slavery or there were indigenous people hung on this land. So I got, I got weird vibes. So I never really felt extremely comfortable in this house. The the three different times that we lived there in elementary school, I would have like night terrors where I would hear things on the carpet. My closets would open in my, in my bedroom that I occupied was, which was at the back of the house. So the, both the bedrooms were at the back of the house. My parents was across the hall from mine that my brothers was next to theirs. And so I would have dreams where things are climbing in my windows. I would, I would be getting ready to go to sleep and I would see lights go across my eyelids. And, um, I would tell my parents about all the scary shit that was happening to me and my, my family just thought I was nuts. Um, and so then my grandparents moved in. So when we would come back and visit, we would stay in the house that I grew up in. So my, my my grandparents lived there and they put the guest bedroom where my bedroom used to be. And I would sleep in the fold out couch that was in the living room. So I would be sleeping in the living room and um, I would kind of sense things, but the activity wasn't quite as much. Well, one time I had been explaining for years that things would be standing at the end of my bed, that I would um, I, I even dreamt about the house that my parents eventually moved to in Suffolk uh, while I was living in this house. And I would dream that things were were like doing ceremonies around me. I would I would have all kinds of creepy things that would like touch me. And like I would have, like I said, things that would come through my windows. And it was it was a lot of activity. And I kept telling my parents, I even mm-hmm. told my grandmother, I was like, I sense things in this house. And everybody just thought Lola's fucking nuts. Um, so we moved, we moved back and my parents are staying in my bedroom. And so my dad and mom have kind of like an interesting relationship. My dad can be a little bit jealous. And so my parents are sleeping in my old bedroom one night and my dad smells perfume. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Deb, why do you have perfume on? And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Mm-hmm. And he's like, I smell perfume. It's really strong. What the hell do you have perfume on? Especially before we're coming to bed. Like, who are you putting perfume on? And she's like, fucking nobody. What are you talking I do not smell this perfume. So my parents get up out of bed and they start searching this room for like perfume or potpourri or something mm-hmm. that can explain this perfume. And so the next night, so they like, they like shrug it off. Okay. We can't figure it out. My dad like sniffs my mom. He can't smell her. They can't figure <laughs> out where this perfume is coming from. So they decide they're going to go to sleep. So then the next night, same fucking thing. Only this time my mom can smell the perfume, but my dad can't smell it. So my mom's like, I smell that perfume smell you were talking about. My dad's like, I don't smell shit. She's like, I can smell perfume. So they're like going kind of bickering back and forth. Like there's fucking perfume in here. Where's this perfume? It's really strong. So they're going through the bedroom again. And so finally, like, I guess something kind of like clicks for my mom and they all of a sudden get the sensation that something's watching them in the bedroom. Mm. And they hadn't been telling anybody that this was happening. They're not sharing this with anybody. (laughs) And so they, they finally are like, this is fucking weird. Like something's in this bedroom and they go back to sleep. And then the next day, my mom and dad come out and they're like, there's something in that bedroom. And I'm like, I've been fucking saying that for years, (laughs) literally years. There's some activity in that bedroom. And they were like, we're really sorry that we didn't tell you. I was like, and, and it was kind of like a shadow figure that everybody would see. Like I would see it through my windows. I would see it coming out of my closet, whatever it was, like walking across my carpet, like, like mm-hmm. people would spend the night and they could hear it. 
Um, but they told me for years I was insane. And then they stay in there two nights and, and the activity <laughs> happens and they're like, oh yeah, I guess there really is something in there. I'm like, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> literally oh made me feel like I'm crazy for years. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's not uncommon though, especially when you have skeptics for parents and mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh yeah. So. I've always been the crazy one in our family. I'll, always. <laughs> See, that's, uh, I guess I'm a little bit lucky because my family, I mean, like I said, my dad's an atheist. So he just, if he doesn't believe he's like, okay, cool, whatever you're doing. But my mom, if there's something going on, she never, well, she didn't practice. Um, however, I think because such so many of our family members literally just are ingrained in voodoo, like it's just culturally genuinely is there. So she's down. She's like, as much a crazy things I would throw her way, she'd be like, okay, what do you think that means? What do you think that spirit's trying to tell you or whatever? She, I don't really, maybe if I was being like overdramatic and just trying to sleep in her bed, she'd be like, you're fine. Tell it to leave you alone. But I never really got the, you're crazy. It's not happening. I guess I'm lucky. Cause I don't even know how, like, what do you do in that situation? You just keep telling your parents, no, I'm not like, please believe me. No, you just kind of stop talking about it to them. You know, I mean, there's no point in talking to people about stuff if they're just going to continually tell you that you're, you're nuts and you're, or you're just seeing things. So that's basically the same thing, but. (laughs) Wow. I think what eventually, I think what eventually happened for me, um, is that when I finally started getting into witchcraft and I've told this story before, um, when I first like came out of the broom closet to my parents, I was about 18, 19 years old. And when I told my mom, my mom was, I mean, my mom grew up devout Catholic. So they believe in a lot of like occult stuff, even though they don't claim to be occultists. Um, So for her, she was like, oh, okay, cool. But my dad was kind of upset about it and he wouldn't talk about it. And then there was a conversation one night about um, winter solstice and how winter solstice was a, you know, like, uh, 25th was actually adopted from winter solstice and kind of like the, the history behind it. And my dad got pissed off and like slammed his hands down on the table and like that, you know, that's bullshit and like got up and walked out. And I just stopped talking about it after that. But as I've been more comfortable with my own spirituality, this wasn't a phase. Like I've been doing this for 22 years at this point. Um, my parents have become more spiritual and my mom will actually talk about things now. So while growing up, I was considered crazy. I find myself kind of being the spiritual advisor to my family now. Um, and like my mom had talked not too long ago about I, when I was in Qatar, I was having all kinds of crazy interactions with spirits. And my mom said, Oh, it's interesting that you say that because I woke up the other night and something was on my chest. And I was like, hold on a damn minute. Not my what mom. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, tell me what, what yeah. was on your chest. And she goes, I don't know. It had dark hair and really pale skin. And it was literally sitting on my chest. And I felt like it was trying to choke me. And I said, why didn't you tell me about this earlier? And she goes, well, obviously I thought this was just a dream and it was just like, you know, mm-hmm. some, you know, sleep paralysis or whatever. She goes, but it's weird because I told your brother about it. And your brother told me that he had something like that wow. happen- at the time he was living with them. And I was like, oh, hold my on a damn minute. This is not okay. <laughs> no. So I immediately made a sigil. I immediately cast and I was like, you do not like, this is protection mm-hmm. for my family. You, you've crossed the line. You're not allowed to touch my family. And she said that the next day, my brother said he's never slept so well. Like I told mm-hmm. her, I, I cast the sigil and then she, she, <laughs> shared with me oh my god your brother woke up today and said he's never slept so good and I was like okay something was after my family yeah um, I would go crazy <laughs> I really would oh I, so I feel like that just so happens yeah, yeah that's true spirits <laughs> with no boundaries yeah well I've also become the spiritual advisor like you're, when, when you're comfortable in your own practice when weird shit happens they turn to the one person that's not gonna think they're crazy yeah <laughs> that's <Yes>. very true <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I have a question. This just popped up. Um, when I was sleuthing around Reddit, some people believe that the more humanoid the spirit looks or the, you know, the black figure looks, the more energy it's taking from the people or household that it's living in. Do you guys believe that? Or in your experience, no, because some of them are nice. Um, I guess, I guess, um, I, I don't, I don't think I believe that because, 
there are some that I can see. So I have two different ways that I see them. Sometimes I see them in my mind's eye, which is often how I would see the fedora guy. He would actually show up like, like visually for my ex-husband, but I would see him in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. But the, the people that live in the house that I currently live in, I have seen them visually. Like I can see them like as people standing in the doorway of my kitchen. Um, there's a little girl that when I first moved in would follow me around the house and like watch what I was doing. Like she was like, she's small, like seven, eight, I would say no more than 10. And she's just watching me do stuff. Like she's interested in what I'm doing. And then when she was no longer interested, she just stopped following me around. She's like, okay, this is boring, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, um, and I know Stasi, you've seen ancestors clear as day. Yeah, yes, but so, some of them are a big question mark. Well, yeah, but I mean... <laughs> but yes, yes. I feel like, I guess it it just depends on the entity, really. Mm-hmm. Because the shadow guy, like, I can see him perfectly, but he's perfect, like, gray, cloudy blob. Like, right. there's, there's like, he he's, he's perfectly, like, I can see him visually. He's a perfect gray, cloudy blob. Um... Yeah, and the fedora guy, I could only see in my mind's eye. I never really saw him so much, like, outside of me visually. So, I I don't think I agree with the that sentiment either, that Reddit that thread. It was just interesting. I think a lot of those people that were speaking towards it weren't spiritualists. They were just people that had experiences. So, they were, I think, thinking about it different. But it was it's an interesting way to think about it. I don't, like, I just think they're going to be there always yeah genuinely like whether they're good or bad like you're gonna always see them every once in a while yeah I I agree yeah and I I think that you know they obviously I think that they'll show themselves to who they want to show themselves to I mean I I think that people have stuff around them all the time it's just whether they choose to show themselves or not that's true to the person you know that is very yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> I, I I literally think that everybody has things around them at, at all times, especially if you For believe sure. if you believe on the different like um, planes, different spectrums, and stuff. You know, I I mean, I think that the I think like if you if you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, I think that um, the Earth is also um, the other world. Like you just some people are more open to it than others are. So you have all these people that have passed on that are still here and, you know, mm-hmm. like just chilling and doing their own thing. And so like, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard, um, some people will say they think that, um, we're ghosts to them. We're, we're shadow people can, to yeah. them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of believe that. Yeah. A lot of people like don't even realize. Others. Yeah. A lot of yes. people don't even realize that they yeah. have passed on, you know? And so it's, mm-hmm. it kind of just keeps going for them, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I think, and I don't know. So I had a friend who passed last year and I, I thought it was a shadow person. And to this day, I still don't, I believe I saw them that night before I found out, but I like to the point where I saw a figure in my room. I didn't recognize the energy at (laughs) all. Wasn't worried. I had my ancestor candle. I brought one in here to do like a working in my room, but I was just laying down. It was on. I checked with my ancestors. Everything was good. However, I still saw this energy and I was like, um, my space is warded off. You're not supposed to be here. You have, you have a place to go. You need to leave. Didn't leave. So I literally call in Archangel. I'm like, let's go. Let's like, if there's anything in here that needs to go, it needs to go. Didn't leave. So I'm like, all right, whoever this is clearly is for me. I'm just going to leave it alone. Um, but it was a huge, once again, it was a really, really huge, huge, like when I see spirit, they're not that big, tall. And it was still, it was way more see-through than any other like shadow guy I would have seen before. It wasn't a full black figure. It was just like kind of energy, like culminating there. And then I found out the next morning, I'm like, that's interesting. So I kind of wondered if it was, I'd never seen someone's spirit like that before. And I wonder if it was because it was a different situation on how they passed and like you said, some people don't know. And it's kind of like a weird space where there's maybe a couple hours or days where I think things are, I don't even know, coming together to form a spirit, if that even makes sense. It does. Yeah. I don't know. I think that a person's death also depends on how they, um, uh, 
come forward afterwards as well. Like depending on like how um, drastically they, they passed or, you know, what happened. I think that that has a lot to do with things as well. Yes. And I, I think over the past year, it's changed how I've seen this person. It went from kind of that to me not seeing them for months because I was like, okay, well, there's clearly work that needs to be done. I'm not going to even try to communicate um, to them starting to visit in my dreams, like really great communication. And now it's like a, like, like she said, it's like a mind's eye thing. Instead of feeling it in the room, it's not just like this kind of like see-through energy. It's like, okay, I can kind of see them as a person again. Yes. And it feels more whole as a spirit and soul. So I, it's yes. I wonder if, if it's also maybe they're just kind of like in that space sometimes or if they always stay that shadow figure. Yeah. Not well, and it's, and it's just, easier so for you to like see them. And uh, in your mind's eye, I think that you are um, creating them so that you can connect with them more. Uh, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. It's a more comforting way too, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I hate to do this, but we have to wrap things up. I hope that everybody enjoyed this episode. Um, we're going to have a lot more to come. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll sneak in an extra one because we have a lot we can go over with all of the stuff that's coming up. And um, we're so happy that you all were here to join us. Stassi, thank you so much for being with us. This was so much fun. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for sharing and for having me. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) And just a reminder to you guys, if you guys want us to do an episode where we actually tell your stories, we can totally do that too. Because we've got, you know, we could go to Reddit, but we would much rather have it come from our listeners. So if you guys have a story that you would like us to tell on the podcast, uh, you can write it out for us. We'd be happy to read it or tell it on on the show. So let us know if that's something that interests you as well. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, bye guys. Bye. Thank you. All right, witches and witchlings. That does it for another episode of The Witches Grim. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with family and friends or head on over to whichever platform you're listening on and leave us a five-star review. We post new content every Friday. If you'd like to stay up to date or engage with us, you can head on over to our Instagram or our Facebook or leave an audio comment on our Anchor app where we might feature you in a future episode. And if you'd like to further support this channel, head on over to Patreon at Patreon slash The Witches Grim. Until next time, witches and witchlings, keep making magic. <laughs>